Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey there, it's Tanya Summerton back again for this week's Divorce Angel podcast. Now, for those of you that don't know, I have a Facebook group called the Divorce Angel Facebook group. And before you can come into the group, I actually ask you a few questions. And the reason I do that is because it's really important for me to understand how I can help and support you the most with what you're going through and what you're dealing with and to make sure that we have the resources to help the people that are going through the really difficult times right now. So a question that I quite often get asked is, I want to separate, but I don't know how. So if you go back to, I think it's maybe my second or third podcast, there's a podcast back there on how to separate the right way, which might also give you some ideas. The other thing is if you go to my website, www.tanyasummerton.com, under our programs tab, there is a free resource there which has quite a lot of content and material in there. There's some downloadable ebooks, there's some how to pick the right lawyer, and a few other things in there that might really be beneficial and helpful to you. And as I said, that is free. That's free. So get in there, have a look, and make sure you. Um, get as much information as you possibly can before you take the steps to start this journey. So can you imagine a life of freedom, happiness, even purpose and love? And the answer to that question is yes. Yes, you can. And you might say, well, Tanya, how do you know that? Well, I know that because if that wasn't what you were searching for, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. So how do you go about wanting to separate and doing it the right way? So there's a few things that you really need to do. You need to understand clear in your mind why you want to separate and make sure that you're not just jumping ship because everything seems too hard. A question I often ask the clients that I am working with or when we have a clarity call is, do you still love your partner? Because if you still love the person that you are married to and they still love you, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. But quite often I'll say to people when we're having our clarity call, have you actually explained to your partner why you feel the way you do? And this one question, sometimes I am completely perplexed by the answer that I get. And in a lot of cases, people haven't actually explained to their partner their wants and needs and why things aren't working. And leaving 
Leaving marriage counselling until when everything is so bad that it can't be repaired is just so ridiculous. Like We should be working on our marriages every single day. We shouldn't be waiting till they are so bad and in such disrepair that there's no hope of making it any good. Like We should be working on this every single day. And if you've been listening long enough, you would hear me say that with my husband, this is the lesson that I learned from my previous relationship. And these are the lessons that I've learned. And maybe this is another podcast I should do one day. But working with people day in, day out in this area, I see the same things happening over and over again. And we're all making the same mistakes, but no one is addressing them. So in my marriage, what happens is my husband and I, we give 100% to each other, not 25, not 50, not 70, not 75, but 100% each to each other. Every morning when I get out of bed, my first thought is what can I do today to make his life better? And he will do the same thing for me every day. What is it that I can do to make Tanya's life better? Now, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect. We both still, you know, are learning our ways around our new relationship. Well, we've been together now for nine years and married for five coming up in November, but we're committed to making each other's life better. And I've learned so much from my previous relationship that I know my my issues, the things that I do wrong. I know that when I'm tired or sometimes if my husband says something in a certain tone, I have like um, a muscle memory to my previous marriage and all of a sudden I get really quiet. Like there's things that I know for certain I need to work on, but our communication is so important. So for me to say to him, hey, babe, I don't know if you realize, but that just brings back a a really sad memory for me or it brings back something that I I don't want to have in our relationship. And straight away, he apologizes. But a tool I learned long ago was every time you feel a certain way or you feel triggered by something, think about seven alternatives. So Straight away, my response to him talking in a tone might be that he's unhappy with me, he's aggressive with me, I've done something wrong, you know, something like that. When it could simply be on his drive home from work, someone's cut him off. He's had a really bad day at work. He's hurting in some way, shape or form. So whether that be because he does a physical job, has he hurt himself at work but he doesn't want me to worry so he doesn't tell me. But what I now find that I do is whenever I feel triggered, I straight away go to thinking of all of these other reasons and what am I interpreting what he's doing to mean when I can honestly tell you in 95% of the cases, what I am interpreting him, his response to be is not at all what it is meant from, from his perspective. And it's because of that. On my website, I have how to actually have the separation conversation with your partner and it's a, it's a course on there. And I show you how to use certain tools and techniques that have been taught to me to make sure that we de-escalate 
and are able to have a really good conversation around what we're feeling and why we feel it. Because there's so much that our subconscious mind takes in, which we don't even realize is being taken in. So when we want to separate, it's, you know, it's all of those consequences that we're so worried about. But if you really want freedom, happiness, purpose, and love, you need to find all of those things in yourself and not from someone else. And in a lot of cases, in many, many cases, to be truthful, a lot of people haven't found happiness, purpose, and love for themselves, so they're wanting someone else to deliver that to them. But when you know for certain you want to separate, and it's a pretty much a black and white decision, it's either yes or it's no. It's not ever really, oh, I'm considering it, weighing it up. Because by the time you're committed to leaving, you know for certain that you want to leave. No one ever makes that decision wondering, oh, is this the right decision or should I have stayed? The only time they do do that, which I have witnessed, is when there's emotional or psychological problems that need to be addressed with either um, a counsellor or a a psychiatric um, professional because there's underlying reasons for those certain problems. And, you know, they can be abuse or other things that have happened and those people really need a good amount of love and support and a really good support, professional support network around them. So what do you need to do to separate? Once you've made the decision and you know for certain that you need to leave, the next thing is understanding what are the consequences of that. And to understand the consequences of leaving, you really need to work out Because unfortunately for all of us, security is the number one thing that we all need. And to be secure, we need to understand how we're going to pay our bills. How are we going to have a roof above our head? What's going to happen to the children? And sometimes it's those three questions that keep us in an unhappy relationship because we haven't really got the answers. Because let's be honest, no one that I know of other than me, teaches this stuff. You know, I teach my clients when we do a divorce roadmap that answers to each and every one of these questions. And in a lot of cases, when we do divorce roadmaps, people who thought that they couldn't survive actually realize, wow, it's not as bad as I thought. Or, you know, I can go and get some money from here. Or maybe there's some money in this other area that I didn't even realize that I could touch. Because there could be control issues in your relationship. No two divorces are ever the same. And no two people's wants and needs are ever the same either. For instance, if you go back and listen to last week's podcast about Rachel, Rachel had no money, nothing. She was actually so far in debt that it wasn't funny. So security to her wasn't about finances it was about finding herself standing on her own two feet and that's what you need to ask yourself is the ability to leave the unhappiness of your relationship or whatever is controlling your emotions right now would it be better for you to be single than to be in a relationship 
Because we don't ever get married hoping that one day we will get divorced. But, you know, when I put ads on Facebook, sometimes it gets me a little bit irate. I control myself, so that's a really good job on my my behalf. Um, Sometimes I do have to control myself. When people write the most ridiculous comments about how people just get married because you know, they're trying to take money off a partner or they want a better life or it's not about love or anything like that. The most ridiculous thing with that comment is the other partner chose that person to be in their life. They chose them to get married. It wasn't like they were forced into it. Marriage isn't something that both parties just, you know, they have to agree. It's a contract. Now, just to make that comment really clear as well, obviously there are religions around the world where people are either betrothed or uh, parents choose who someone marries. I'm not talking about those folks in, in that comment there. The majority of people who get married get to pick and choose who they marry and why they get married. On Facebook, when people put those things or comments, I know for certain that they've had some sort of bad experience, whether it be their parents or whether it be themselves or something that they've witnessed to give them that idea or that interpretation of what marriage is all about. Because let's be honest, there's far more good marriages than there are bad. Well, that's what I want to believe and it's also you know, what keeps me doing what I'm doing because I've seen many people leave their first marriage and be so happy in their second marriage simply because they make different choices and it's not a one-way street. Right, so back to you and back to wanting to separate but not knowing how. So you've made the choice and you know for certain that you're going to leave. The next steps are financial and understanding exactly what your current position is today. And we do this when I do a divorce roadmap, and this is what I would suggest that you do as well. So do a current financial position. You're going to have to get things like your mortgage documents, your credit card bills, all of the debt that you own versus all of the assets that you have in your life with your partner. And we call that an a and so an assets and liability sheet. And with the assets and liability sheet, what we're able to do is work out a net position of the relationship. And this is where everything starts to get either a little bit exciting or a little bit daunting because it's that truthful number that allows us to actually understand how you can survive and what that means. Now, when clients work with me, when we're looking at that net position, it tells us a story. It tells us what your future will look like. And that's what's important for you to understand that as well. So can you afford to keep the family home? Or does it mean that you need to rent? But everyone's individual position is different to someone else's. So there's not just a blanket rule on this. And that's why it's important to make sure you have someone that can help and guide you through it because I've seen it many, many times where people make the wrong decisions because they're not looking at the full facts. I even had um, a mortgage broker a few weeks ago 
who I was talking to, and she explained to me that she'd given her ex-husband $60,000 out of her bank account. And I said to her, oh, you know, why did you do that? And she goes, oh, because I'm keeping the rental property that we have. What she didn't take into consideration is that the rental property, and she's in this industry, she knows that she doesn't have the right amount of money to be able to refinance the loan. So she thinks that by giving him 60000 and her keeping the property, that she that's just how it works. And when I explained to her, it wasn't that simple and that, you know, she would need to get some orders to transfer titles and she would need to refinance the mortgage. She said, well, I can't afford to refinance the mortgage. And the property that she owns is in a state where the investment is not going up in any form of capital growth. But here's the thing. The thought of losing money that she's already put into it was so bad for her that she was prepared to take on the risk of a bad performing asset just so she didn't lose the stamp duty and the deposit that she put into the house originally. But when you're getting separated or when you're separating, I like to think about it as a reset on life. It's a chance to learn what didn't work and what is working and making sure that what you do puts you in a really good position moving forward. So in this mortgage broker's um, perspective, she thought she was doing the right thing. She thought by giving her ex-husband the 60K in the bank account and her keeping the house that it was, you know, a level playing field. She didn't take into account the rest of the consequences. So, you know, he's still on the title. From a um, an accounting perspective, he still gets 50% depreciation. Like there was so much that she hadn't thought through. And that's why for you, you need to be thinking the same way and making sure that you've thought about all of the consequences. You're aware of them. And if you don't go and get the proper advice, and this is where whilst a lawyer is really good at giving legal advice, they're not good at giving financial advice. That's why my team are so great because we work together as a collective to look at someone's financial position and legal position from a holistic point of view and that was the biggest issue that I found out when I was getting divorced they didn't do that and it's a flaw in the system and it's such a flaw that it causes people to be financially worse off and because there's nothing to compare your situation to because no two divorces are the same it's not like you can go through and research and find out what someone else did or what someone else didn't do because no two divorces are the same. I don't care what someone says. And this is what you need to be mindful of. So wanting to separate means you need to have a net position of your financial circumstances. And I want to just be really clear. I want you to discover that divorce doesn't need to be difficult. It doesn't. We humans make it difficult. We think because we don't have the answers that it's really hard. We listen to other people's stories and they may have gone about it the wrong way. I can tell you right now, I know for certain many, many people do. 
But when you go about it the right way, it can be enlightening, empowering, and it can be the restart that a lot of people need to a really successful life. So out of everything that I've just explained, I'm wondering though, if you really understand what the hardest part of getting divorced is. Because I can help you through the fundamentals of it, but the hardest part of getting divorced is the emotional side, is knowing that you can do this. It's knowing that you're strong enough and that you can have a better life. It's being the person that you need to be to have that better life. And that's why I know in Five Steps to a Seamless Divorce, bringing all of this together is is really important. So if you're going to do this alone, you make sure that you have a really good support network. That could be a divorce coach. It could be a counsellor. could be someone like that that keeps you on track and helps you move forward in the right way. Because if you become stagnant, all of a sudden, It's like a game of snakes and ladders and you just slide all the way back down again. You want to make sure that you've got momentum and you keep moving in the right direction. The other thing is you may be putting a lot of pressure on yourself for a certain outcome, for a certain expectation, for a certain standard of living. And I want you to realise that by getting rid of all of those expectations, your outcome could be a lot better and not being committed to a a certain outcome will allow other amazing things to happen to you, other opportunities because you are thinking differently. So when you ask yourself what's really important to you, you're going to immediately start to be able to convince yourself that taking the next steps are what is right for you and your life. All right, my darling friends, I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.